Martin's been working really hard at um, sorting through Josie's poems, um, and those of us that know and love Josie here um, are looking forward to next Saturday when we're going to gather together um, and we've invited friends and neighbours that knew her um, and her brother is coming who doesn't yet know the Lord but Josie prayed for him all her life and we're, we're continuing um, and we're going to have a tea party here next Saturday from three o'clock um, where we're going to share some of Josie's poems um, and Coral has put two of them to music one while Josie was still with us and one that she's done since um, so everybody's warmly invited if you want to come to that. But while we were looking at the different poems, um, these two just jumped out as relevant for this morning. So the first one is called, It Was Alone. It was alone, he prayed for me, in the garden called Gethsemane. Prayed Jesus, God's own precious son, not my will but yours be done. It was alone he trod the road, with my burden's heavy load, set his face as a flint of stone, as bleeding he trudged the hill alone. It was alone he bore the cross, took all my guilt, shame, sin and dross, nailed it there for all to see, at the place called Calvary. It was for me he bore such pain, that I might be made whole again, that I might see our Father's face, with him in glory, saved by grace. Um, and the second poem is called The Emblems, and it talks about communion. Take, eat, and drink, the Saviour said. This the wine, and this the bread. The bread my body whipped till sore. Still on my back the cross I bore. With wood so rough and hard in grain, I stumbled and fell neath a terrible strain. My head was throbbing with utmost pain. But still they smote, again, again. Until my aching body craved to be set free, but I was their slave. My limbs were crying out, no more. But crucify, crucify, came the people's roar. Alone I came into this place. Alone that you might see my father's face. And this, my child, I beg that you might give yourself to me anew. That as my father looks on me, he might see you whom I set free. So as you take these emblems free, think of my death upon the tree. It was for you I bled and died, for you was tortured, crucified. It was for you my blood poured out. It was for you I gave that shout. Father, forgive them, still I plead. They still can't see their vital need. 
cannot see their lost estate. Repent, repent, ere it's too late. Starting at verse 1. As soon as, as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priest had delivered him up. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him released for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what do you want me to do with this man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. Having, having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters, and they called together the whole battalion. And they clothed him in a purple cloak and twisted together a crown of thorns. They put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of his purple cloak and put his own clothes on him and they led him out to crucify him. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, dividing his, and divided his clothes among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him were crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross and we will see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. 
And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud cry, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabbathani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, behold, he is calling for Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that it was this way, this, this was the way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. And Paul's really just said something about how the foolishness of, of the cross. And when you think about at the time, there were so many people crucified. Crucifixion was a, a common pun- punishment that the Romans um, carried out. And it was the death of a common, common criminal. It was the, the punishment that you, you kept for the lowest of the low. And in Roman society, you wouldn't even talk about crucifixion because crucifixions often went on for days and days as the person gradually died, often being eaten by animals while they were still alive. And yet, this one thing means so much to us as Christians. This sacrifice of this one man means more than we can ever put into words. And when we look at Jesus, we see a man who is torn and who is bruised, who has been spat at, who has been whipped and scorned. We see that all the evil that mankind can be can have piled up upon him and him bearing it for us that we can be forgiven. And Paul was saying about some people having a struggle with the idea of God um, allowing his son to do this. And sometimes I think that's been because of the way it's been preached and it's sometimes sounded like God's angry at you, Jesus stood in his place and he took the punishment um, uh, and that's, that's how it happened. But we're told that they did this together. This was God the Father and the Son dealing with our sin together. This was an act of love towards us. Jesus was an act of love towards God. But something happened during that, which is so hard to explain. This cry of, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is something that Christians have pondered over the years. What happened at that moment? How can the triune God be separated for a period of time? Or was it that Jesus was sensing what we will sense when we are cut off from God? Did he look into the abyss of hell where there is no God, where all goodness is gone? Did he, for that moment, feel all that we would feel in eternity if it wasn't for his, his crucifixion? And I think that's what he, he, he experienced. He experienced in that moment what it was like to be separated from God. But of course we know that this is not a story of, of um, defeat. And lots of people puzzle why it's Good Friday, and it's good because of what Jesus did. This was the day he was crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He had a crown, a crown of thorns, but he was crowned. Jesus said in that we were talking about 
in um, John just the other day, when he said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to you. And he used the term about being, being lifted up as being put upon the cross. But it can also mean to be enthroned. And we see Jesus enthroned upon the cross, the saviour of the world, breaking the power of death, breaking the power of sin, and releasing the prisoners. And that's what we celebrate this morning. And we're going to, um, going to share in communion now. And uh, someone once said that theologians spend a lot of time trying to understand how this all works, and it's difficult, but it's difficult. There's all sorts of theories of how the atonement works, and there are a number of different theories that theologians have. But what Jesus gave us was a meal. This is the visualisation of what he did for us, his body that's broken, his blood that was shed, and that we feed upon him in some way and we experience his life within us and his forgiveness. a chunk, not just a little bit, that's why we've got a big piece of bread, so that you can take your time and... So it's just, as I said last time, just as you take it, say thank you Jesus, just simply thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that your body was broken for us. It was broken, Lord, that it, we might receive from you the life that we need and the healing that we need. It was broken for us, Lord, that we might be forgiven. And Lord, we thank you for the wine, the symbol of your blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins. And we thank you, Lord, for it. And Lord, as we take it, we remember and we rejoice that what you did for us makes us able to stand before you and before the Father, complete and whole, forgiven of all the things that we've done wrong, past, present and future, that we might live with you forever, Lord. And in this we give you thanks, Lord. Amen.
Let's drink together remembering his sacrifice. finish our time together by singing 1187 before the throne of God above which speaks of what Jesus has done for us